This episode of the Disc Golf Podcast is brought to you by otbdiscs.com. Only the best discs has a huge selection with high quality pictures of each disc, actual disc weights, flatness, and stiffness listed. Did I mention fast shipping? Get it free on your next order at otbdiscs.com using promo code DGPODCAST. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 246 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin, and alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Ooh, extra enunciation. If you were to make a sandwich um, with just bread and salami, and I'm sure you'd put mustard or something else on there because that's like what regular people do. That's yes. what normies do. Uh-huh. But just say it was a salami sandwich. Um, how many slices of salami is your like go-to salami sandwich? Are we talking like a roll or is this? I'm talking like uh, sliced let's bread? call let's call sliced uh, bread, like sliced sourdough or sliced. Wheat? I'd say like- sliced wheat. I mean, growing up, it was for sure sliced white. But my world I live in now, because of my child and wife, it's I'd, wheat. I'd say standard sliced uh, salami sandwich would be nine slices. So like. Or like nine pieces of salami. So you go like a, a three, three, and then three down the center. Wow. Yeah. We are very different on this. What you like one slice? No. 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 Like I I so I for sure go four. One, two, three, four. Hit like, all the corners. If, if Joe is uh since Joe is uh you know, motioning. So they wrote the bread in a square, right? So bread is a square. I mean, maybe it's a little more rectangular if you get a nice uh, wheat bread or whatever. Uh-huh. But you put uh, a nice piece of salami in each quadrant, Uh huh. in each corner. Good. And then I throw one more in the middle. Okay. And that's one layer. Okay. So that's five is one layer. Mm-hmm. And I think conservatively, if I was like, I'm not trying to be whatever, I just want something quick and like light. I'm talking 10, right? It's two layers of that. Uh Uh-huh. But when I was growing up, for sure I was a 15 slicer. Wow. I for sure was three layers of five. Um, But you get the white bread. When I was younger, I was a fat kid, and then I lost some weight for football. Uh, I would put get the white bread. It was probably like Iron Kid's bread because it was like, quote, unquote, Uh good for you. Yeah. And I would just smash it down, and it would just be this like – Thin little holster for salami with no condiments. With no condiment, just straight up white bread and salami. No cheese, white bread salami. I get after that. That is so fucked up. Sounds great. No, it doesn't. Oh, I get after that right now. No, 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 no. You know, and then as I got older, like cheese was good there too. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like you know, here and there. But also, you get a little older, and you're like, oh, I could like. Uh, Throw these in the grill a little bit too grilled. The salami uh-huh. pieces, throw that in. That's money also. I mean, the, the, I could toast the bread. Shit, we're getting crazy. I could throw a piece of lettuce on there. Wow. World is wild. Wow, you're, a, you're and that's as the fa- adventurer. And that's as far as I went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just telling Rob before I started the podcast that I bought salami from my house uh, to basically recreate similar sandwiches, and I'm excited about it. Joe the adventurer. Woo! He could he could maybe toast the bread and add a piece of lettuce. 
that's uh, quite the uh... and cheese <laughs> and cheese. Don't oh yeah, oh, oh, I of said course. cheese and cheese. Yes, you're you're quite the adventurer. Um, that's that's great. I mean, I'm so glad that you have you know been able to reenact parts of your childhood with the. Oh, here's the here's the ray for the extra though. I was hoping it was not. You but... throw. Like Big Mac style, you throw an extra piece of bread in the middle too, and you just get a little triple decker. Maybe, maybe now you got twenty pieces of salami, some Goodness cheese, gracious. some some lettuce. This this is wrong. Woo! This is wrong. That was great. I'm stoked just, on that. I just don't even. I don't even know what to say to you. Like normally, I thought you love salami. You're kind of like I do love. You're kind of making me I, question your love for salami. I just. I don't think you really love. I think you thought you loved salami, but you just had a, a great like for salami. I just like it, it. It's destined for so many greater things than just like just pulling it, out the packages and putting like it in your an, mouth. And the like because that's a great thing. Like for an it Iron too. Kid's bread plain sandwich that you smashed on purpose, and then maybe you decided to toast it. Possibly, I'm not the first person to love this. Like, how many times have you? Well, not how many times, but like. Uh, Shitty bagel companies like that make the bagels for grocery stores. Uh huh. <laughs> Sell like flat bagels that are definitely just bagels that they squashed. <laughs> like it's for sure just if you smashed a bag of bagels and like flat bagels. <laughs> like that's exactly what they are. I was a trendsetter. You're welcome, world. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know about that. Normally, we make it a little farther into the podcast before I try to cut off your. Your tangent, but but this one is just just all kinds of bad because like there's so many other better sandwich options than what you just well described. So, okay let's is salami still a part of your sandwich though oh, of course okay at least course, we got that but, but like you don't want to eat like some pepperoncinis you don't want you don't want to get get after any of that no onions no no Ooh, salt pepper I mean I know the onions like like in this in this instance with like white bread. Don't fuck with that shit. But if you get a deli sandwich, yeah, you get a sourdough roll, for sure you get some onions, some lettuce. I'll go peppercheese. I'll go black olives. I'll get over, all over that salt and pepper. Let's do it. But if I'm talking just like... Also, we should note at this point, Joe does not do mayonnaise nope. or mustard. Nope. He also will not eat ketchup. Nope. Um, salad dressing? Nope. Because no salad dressing either. Well, he doesn't eat salad, so it's kind of like... I eat salad. No, it's just don't. dry. You don't eat salad. Dry vegetables. You you don't do that. That's I do. I, I mean, and granted by salad, I just mean like a half a bag of fucking uh, spinach and I just pick it up with my hands and eat it like a rabbit. While crying. No, I like spinach. I, I love spinach. I like uh, a lot of greens, but I just eat them like they're uh, protein powder and it's fine. I mean, I don't mix them into water, but I just... <laughs> But I, that's also how I use protein powder. I just scoop it in my mouth. It's fine. <laughs> oh, God. We've got a great show for you guys tonight. I've <laughs> got think... lots of saliva. It's oh, fine. Oh, no. Oh. We are going to talk about Paul McBeth's latest uh, self-proclaimed controversial video. We're going to recap the Delaware Disc Golf Challenge. We are going to talk about the latest in the european disc golf streaming world and then we're going to preview the mvp open give our picks and lastly we'll do our world famous deer review our disc and beer pairing where we take a disc we take a beer 
We reviewed them both and let you know whether you should bring them, of course. We have the Nomad by MVP, which is a two-speed, four-glide, zero-turn, one-fade putter sent to us by Adam Bennett. Thank you very much, Adam Bennett. Straight from the shop, the man. Love it. Um, and it arrived before the ones we ordered ourselves. So this is like pretty much an MVP episode. We have the MVP open at Maple Hill, and we're going to review the Nomad. It's going to be good times. We're going to pair it with Ketos Brewing Company's Coffee Cream Ale, which is 4.7%. And Joe, who sent us that? Brandon Gregerson. Thank you. Brandon Gregerson. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, Joe. You ready to uh, talk about foreign substances on uh, fingers in disc golf? For sure. Why don't you start that off while I go check that refrigerator to make sure it's still running correctly? Oh, oh, good. Yeah, no, I'm sure that's exactly what you need to do right now is uh, go fetch more more beer. I just made sure the refrigerator is working, Robin. Yeah, okay, whatever. Fine. Um, so, uh, Paul McBeth put out a video along with uh, some other guy, uh, and they were testing various uh, sticky substances on their fingers and whether they affected their throws and whether they were a competitive advantage or not. And ow. Thanks, Joe. You're welcome. Um, so Nick, they did Nick, spider Nick, attack and Nick they Carl. did, uh, Nick yeah, Carl's name. I intentionally avoided that. Thank you very much. Joe. Uh, but, uh, they did spider attack. They did Pelican grip. They did, uh, rosin rosin. They did, uh, surf wax and uh, tiger stick or something like that. Tiger stick or something like that. Uh, in any case, just trying to, um, evaluate whether there was any sort of advantage to using, these tacky substances uh, in terms of this, I was uh, quite interested. One, uh, we Joe and I had talked about this behind mm-hmm. the scenes as like a joke. Like, should we talk about whether uh, you know disc golfers? All were, the MLB stuff, yeah, yeah. We're we're using uh, things like that this to get an advantage, just like the MLB pitchers were. But it ultimately kind of came down to eh, why, like why. Yeah. Like just in general, if you have to clean something off your disc and, and just seems like a huge pain in the ass, um, if you're going to get something sticky and have like different needs throughout a, throughout a round, like you obviously don't want your fingers to stick on a putter. So if you throw a drive and you've got spider tack on your fingers, you need to clean the spider tack off your fingers by the time you get to your next throw so that you don't just like have your putter right. stick to your hand and like just grip lock it as a result, you know, off to, you know, nowhere. Right. Well, and I'll so tell you, it I- always seemed kind of like a funky idea to me, but, uh, Paul Macbeth in this video seemed to be pretty excited about, uh, Pelican grip, the pine tar. Yeah. Which is essentially pine tar. Yeah. Yeah. Which he's a baseball player, so he's probably familiar with it mm-hmm. and is okay with that. And uh, he, in the video, says that it is currently legal in PGA rules. So, um, I just I'll, don't see I'll how, trust the man. How, how you would like it. So, I have unintentionally had sticky discs in the past. Uh huh. Uh, the courses that we play regularly have a 
good amount of poison oak here and there throughout yeah. the course. And one of the best ways to get rid of poison oak on your disc um, for us, because we don't carry, you know, wipes or just a hundred percent or, you know, high percentage, uh, like rubbing alcohol, alcohol yeah. spray or anything like that. Or is, like soap, even just right. Soap even works. soap. Uh, so what we usually have is water and beer and I've used beer many times and dirt and dirt. Yeah. Dirt. A mixture of beer and dirt, uh, and water to clean my discs after they've been engulfed in poison oak. And there have been many times that there's just been some sticky left from uh, that adult beverage, and I hate it. I hate it. Like, I spin the disc around to get away from the sticky and then, like, have to wipe it off later. Um, I've never thought about trying to use it for disc golf gains, but I feel like it makes sense. Like, I feel like... With the right amount of stick and grip and what you're doing, um, I mean, it makes sense that it could could help you out. It could also destroy your throw, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was a it was a fun thing. <laughs> I to could see, see like a rainy day, like when you're when you're struggling to get a grip when oh in for wet you that'd weather, be fantastic. Uh, having something like that being like a huge advantage. Um, I I do wonder about the actual legality of it and, and stuff like that. But, but at at the same time, like in baseball, a pitcher is throwing against a batter and they are getting extra RPMs on their pitches, uh, using a substance and the batter has no defense against that. There's nothing a batter can use to combat a pitcher using a substance aside from, you know, like that whole steroids thing. But I still don't think that but even does But it, it does doesn't that. necessarily, it, like, being stronger doesn't make no. you more able to locate a pitch with your eye, hit it right. when I it's think, got extra spin and extra speed and all that. So I think so the closest thing they've had is, is you can get, uh, they were people that were getting contact lenses that were like, specified for baseball that were like had extra focus in like the batting zone that ball players mm. could wear. That's maybe the close you could ever get, but yeah, juice ain't going to do nothing yeah, for but, that. But yeah, getting stronger. So when it comes to disc golf, there's no batter. It's just you throwing. And if there's a way that you can control your disc a little better, I don't really have a problem with that as long as it's available to everybody. And it's not like there's another batter there that has no defense against it, like in baseball. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't really care if if players use something to get better grip on their hands. I mean, you can wear a glove if you want to. Well, and famously, there's disc golfers who like bring dirt in bags from their like home courses or their yeah. home place because I mean, they wear a glove like how like that a, yeah like one of those wide receiver gloves yeah. if you wanted that are sticky totally. as hell like you can do that i don't there's no that i know of there's no rule against that so i don't see why they wouldn't want to try something like that yeah, the question is weird sticky when hands it, all day. you know when is it really important 
and how do you apply it? Because, you know, when you're talking about a baseball pitcher, they're trying to get specific movement in a, in a short area and extra revolutions. And disc golfers are mostly trying to hit a line um, and, and get their, you know, their whole body going. So I, I'm not sure that there's like a huge advantage in disc golf by using some sort of sticky substance on your fingers all the time there might be certain situations where you might want it like if it's your disc is really wet or if it's like really humid and you're sweating and you can't get your hands dry with like a whale sack or you know whatever else um so i could see those points but i don't know i don't really i think this is kind of like a okay cool video i don't think this has really any implications to disc golf do you think and I'm assuming you don't. You're going to shoot me down a second. Do you think a substance like this, like like uh, pine tar, could help uh, like an advanced disc golfer more than it could a pro? My, my only thought is like pros know the distance they're going. Like th- one of my big things from this video is Paul didn't break 400 a single time, which is obviously he's not throwing with all the juice he's got because that is mid range distance for him. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking for a lot of pros adding distance, which a revolution would most likely do isn't something that they're needing. Yeah. Um, but could it for a lower tier player or like a low level pro have any advantage to get them closer to that that world? I I don't think so. I just I, I think what I'm trying it, to say I, is I we need to do a video. I think it's kinda like the the like is a disc gonna make you better? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right archer arrow. Same you know, thing. like I just don't really see how um I mean, if we see a video that comes out that shows that a certain sticky substance can get more revolutions on the disc, you know, then yeah, that that could be a big difference for for a uh, an elite thrower that knows how to do that. But you know, I don't know. And grip is important. Yeah, I think if if anything, it just like I said before. Bad weather, sweaty hands. That's where I see it being important. So what you're saying is you're gonna bring pine tar next time you play Brook Trails. In Hell the yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that pelican uh, pelican grip. I'm gonna get out there. Gonna have it in the bag. It would make sense. I mean, I honestly feel like you should because rain just hurts your feelings. Well, rain is like really hard to play in for pretty much everyone. But it's well, yeah, but it's like extra, especially for you. hard. For yeah, you. yeah. Like as soon as your hands are wet or you're like getting uh, like little wrinkly hands, it's fucked. Yep. It's just like, well, yeah. I'm gonna throw mid ranges because I can't grip shit. Yep. Yeah, that'll happen. So, I mean, a fun video by Paul, and it, it especially fun because you know he played baseball and like knows about how all these things work like if anyone were to uh do this it should be paul 
Right, but I, th- my only thing that kind of blew me away, it didn't really blow me away, but I thought there would be a reference to it. All of the, there was surf wax, and I, like, from Huntington Beach, I thought he'd be like, oh, yeah, like, when you go out to the beach with your board, nope. There nope. was no surfing or ocean in, no. in Paul's uh, young life. <laughs> no. No, I don't think so. He was He was all baseball. And then... And then disc golf. Yeah. Good. good for, yeah. Thankfully fun, fun for us. Go. Yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, Delaware Disc Golf Challenge. This was uh, a fun one. I I am like so Rip nostalgic with, with the Delaware Disc Golf Challenge. Just because like in the very beginning mm-hmm. when I started watching disc golf, watching Disc Golf Monthly and and having, you know, those videos be just a huge part of how I fell in love with disc golf and seeing this tournament. It it's, it's always fun. Like it's always fun. I can still hear the, the disc golf monthly music in the background. Well, or the, the, I I mean the disc golf monthly was more like that old school PDGA. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Hell yes. Exactly. So, uh, rip cubby yeah for sure for sure uh this though my big takeaway was holy god austin hannum's ace was amazing oh wow. that is the best shot i've seen all year 18 percent of the field got to circle two from the tee 18% of the field got to circle two. Yeah. And he aced it. And he aced it. And he did it hunting down a lead to try from the third card, might I add. Yep. From the chase chase. From the chase chase. The second chase, yep. To to try and get there. And just an incredible forehand. Perfectly laced down the fairway little bit of turn and then fades in and maybe an inch over the totally so that's the thing so i talked that little inch i think i talked about in the in the pre-show talking about like aces and you know you've all heard me be like well aces most people if they don't hit the the chains they're going 50 feet past if this missed the chains it's hitting cage and is under the basket yeah like it was so perfect that it it wasn't above the cage right Right, it like, like it popped up a little bit off the cage yeah. in the basket. Yeah, but it was slowing down just enough too. Like it wasn't coming in hot. It was just like a beautiful like we're good. We got this. It was so pretty and like I like that feeling must have been incredible because he can't see it. You know, he's well. They got the totally, walkie from the totally the cameraman shot. saying like it's in the basket. Yeah. <laughs> I have this great video of them just being like, "What? what? Oh shit! <laughs> oh crap!" But hell of a round by Austin Hannum shooting eleven down in in that in that final round to to put himself into second place. Yeah. On what was otherwise the Connor O'Reilly show. Was that the hot round for the for the tournament? No. I, uh, no. Uh, Connor shot it in the second oh, round, shit. which at that time was the course record. Um, and then 
and then it was tied by... And Hannum said, hold my quesadilla. <laughs> exactly. I don't think Hannum likes quesadillas. Oh, I, I think he's... Hannum will have a beer. Uh, Okay. Are you sure about that? I'm positive. Okay. I mean, I think it may be like a beer, though. Yeah. Like uh, like a like a like a Miller 64 or High Life. Michelob yeah. Ultra? Hmm. I've had one of those. Doesn't taste very much like beer. No, it doesn't. I've also had a Miller High Life, doesn't taste very much like beer. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But uh no, at the, at the time, uh, Connor O'Reilly shot in, in the second round a uh a course record that was 11 under and then uh and then Austin Hannum did it again or but let's say it's a bogey free 11 under which is a little spicier a little spicier but the ace you know like oh yeah kind of a cheap way to do that you know (laughs) what a jerk (laughs) lucky shot i'm sure he'll let us know but no i'm joking (laughs) that's rad on him that's great for him no but it was that was incredible i i uh i don't even know i heard he was using spider tech Oh, really? No, not at all. Um, no, it was great. It was like, it, if you haven't seen it, you're tripping. Um, I've seen that more than most of the coverage. Um, just such a clean Anheuser. He knew his disc so well. Knew that if he could get past trees, it was going to hook up. Um, it was just such a clean stroke. Yeah. And, I, I mean, what a killer round to come off the, the third card to tie for second place by the way it's not on our kind of run of show but i feel like we need to just take one pause a step away from delaware disc golf okay just to talk about uh the most handsome man in disc golf's walk off ace the same weekend to win a tournament well you know about that right yes shit <laughs> Uh, well, who's the most handsome man in disc golf? Um, you. Oh, thanks, buddy. No, Kale Visca. Oh, that's right. Uh, Le Visca. Uh, so he played a tournament in uh, Connecticut, I believe. Kale getting Le Visca. I'm sure. Anyway, he uh, going into 18 was one stroke off the lead. Hit a skip ace, and to go for to be uh, in a tie for the lead, um, and the leader parred the hole. He had a walk off ace, won the tournament with a mega skip ace on like a four hundred fifteen foot hole, like through trees, skipped in. Uh, amazing. Must be nice to be Kale. Oh, for so many reasons. My lord. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm, I closed my eyes. I'm just imagining it real yeah. quick. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. I can see that you're. You need a minute? Like what? I could talk about Like the... what part of Kale's life is not awesome? Um. Oh, I'm like the one of the cleanest throwers of putters and mids in the game. Yeah. I mean. I guess uh, for, if, if you want to have a forehand, then like that's your one downfall. I mean, uh, fighting off potential suitors with a stick is probably difficult I mean, he's for married, him. so that makes it extra tough. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that there aren't people trying to get... Oh, no, not at all. It. But it doesn't mean they aren't down with it. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? 
maybe that's pass no judgment. Um, I'm th- just saying that's probably hard. For throws me. disc real well. Has like a f- disc golf fortress of amazing courses. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Huge. Did I mention he's handsome? Huge collection of discs. Did, did I mention he's quite handsome? You did. You did. Anyway, so walk off ace. Good for him. Just on the ace train, we can go back to Delaware disc golf. <laughs> I sure? just feel like I just feel like he needed that shout out. Like it was yeah. rad. It was a very cool moment. Um, I I would like to note that that um this is a uh, the Delaware Disc Golf Challenge uh, is an NT National Tour PGA event. And um, do you see any names missing here on this list? Like Lloyd Wima, like like a lot of names that should be missing. Uh, yes. Well, one of them is stuck in Canada. <laughs> one of them is stuck in Canada. Um, one of them had a vacation and probably two of them had a vacation. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's well, just scroll, like, scroll, scroll down a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you they're, I'm looking they're not for, here. Uh, I'm looking for one. Okay. My point yeah. was, my point was that, uh, the, this, event was skipped by uh some people your point not, is pdga is not as big as disc golf pro tour um it's getting there it's already there it's getting it's there. already there because it's already there yeah there's more money there's more prestige there's more coverage mm-hmm I don't hey know. we're in delaware yeah I mean, I because this is a cool course. I like watching. Yeah. I like watching uh, disc golf on this course. And well, uh, all the people who uh, didn't play this are big Wayne's World fans. <laughs> and there's like, what do you do in Delaware? Such a deep cut. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> For the four of you that got that, I appreciate you. All right, Joe. Why don't you give us uh, MPO? And then uh, we'll go to FBO. and then we'll go to FBO. All right, in first place, Connor O'Reilly minus twenty two. Austin Hannum with that great final round minus twenty, tied with Big Rick, Ricky Wysocki, Calvin Heinberg. Just he always hangs out minus seventeen, tied for fourth. Andrew Marweed, another dude who I think is we're just going to see yeah. lots and lots great, and lots and great lots to of. see Marweed up there again yep. after. After it losing to Kyle Klein in that playoff, yep, to to be right back at another it. one to say the same thing. Matteo had a big win a couple weeks ago. Uh, great to see him towards the top. I feel like he's like he's just back always in it. Going to be there. Corey Ellis also tied with him at minus sixteen. Joel Freeman, Raven Newsom, and Bradley Williams tied at minus fifteen in tenth. Um, only Brad- because there's Bradley one name in there. Was not tied at tenth. It was it was uh, Joel Freeman. Oh, sorry, an eighth. Sorry, there's scaffolding in the way of my vision. Uh, Bradley Williams in tenth at minus fourteen. Uh, Freeman, yeah, Freeman Newsom at fifteen down, and I'm going to go to eleven just because there's lots of cool names there that I want to read. Uh, so an eleventh. Is there anyone there else other than that? Uh, go further. Nope, no. that's it. So there was a what? Uh, one, two, three, four way tie for eleventh. Nicola Castro, Michael Johansson, Adam Hammes, and Matt Bell. I just wanted to read them off because they're great. Thank you very much for that. That was 
That was good. Um, on the FBO side, uh, it was pretty much the uh, Katrina Allen show. I'm not gonna lie, it was uh, uh, pretty much her posterizing the rest of the field, like the majority of the time. Uh, she didn't play super great early on, but then her final round was just absolute fire. I mean, she shot 11 down in the final round with no bogeys. And it, this is just the Katrina Allen. It's almost like she knows someone else that shot an 11 down final round without any bogeys. It's it's just bananas. She has these moments where she cannot hit a putt to save her life. And then she gets red hot and plays out of her mind but there's no in between it's like you either get un unbeatable katrina allen or you get um give it away might miss a 10 foot putt katrina allen and hey would you like this win you're welcome (laughs) so i mean uh, fantastic to see her her do it i mean her her c1x was 89 percent. i would love an 89 percent like like what like we're used to like a 55% or 60% C1X Katrina Allen with some egregious egregious I uh, sorry I'm talking about the the C1X for her final round was 89 right 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 um but like oh my god but yeah she's had you know she's had tournaments with like some of the worst C1X you could have and then when she's on her C1X is fantastic so her C1X for uh for the tournament was 88. Oh gosh, that's like, amazing. If Katrina Allen does that, yes, she's going to destroy everyone. Yep. And but it, we just this is how this this goes. She has her stretches where she cannot putt and then she gets on fire and she wins. And her driving is always consistent. She plays so well yep, off the yep. tee and has such great distance. But she's a nice, clean forehand and backhand like, upshot game. I would like to imagine, like, what if she could just split the difference? Like, what if she could just always be a 70% instead of either 55 or, or 90? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, what if she could just be, you know, 73% all the time? I Like. There's so much talent there. It's so amazing to watch her when she's in this mode. But it, man, it it's hard because you cannot predict when she's going to putt like this and when she's locked in. Not, I think everyone listening to this can probably relate to it because we all have our putting ups and downs, and we just don't expect it from professionals. So right. it's it's difficult. But at the same time, like man. She is so freaking good when she's locked in. Totally. You want and to run through the scores? I can do that. We've got Katrina Allen at 14 down. And in a distant second place, Sarah Hokum, four down. Holly Finley in third place at two down. Yeah, Holly Finley. Ellen Widboom in fourth place at even par. Heather Young in fifth place at one over. Kona Star Panis in sixth place at two over. And then we have Jessica Weiss 
in seventh place at four over. Alex Benson in eighth place at five over. And then we have Michelle Frazier in ninth place at six over. And rounding out the top ten, Kat Merch at seven over. So well done, Katrina ladies. just really well here's the thing Katrina finished at 14 down 11 of those came in the final day that's true that's true that's but wild Good incredible round killer incredible round and it, she was just she was just on fire like I mean with that what, said Hokum threw five down like Hokum was on it too yeah I, I mean just pretty incredible I can't wait to see how it goes at uh, at MVP Open because if Katrina Allen is locked in, Paige Pierce has won this tournament MVP Open. That is like I think like five or six times, right. five times, four times, probably. She like a, it's a big boomer a bunch course. of times. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. And we'll talk about it in a minute and we'll talk about picks and mine are going to be real boring, but yeah. Yeah. Tell me about disc golf stream. So, uh, we had talked about this on a previous episode, but, uh, a, uh, Finnish, uh, company has, has come out as disc golf stream, which is, they're going to be streaming, uh, European disc golf content and they already have been doing it and, uh, they have a subscription base just just like DGN, and it's going to be kind of a new way to 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 see monetize. European disc golf and and monetize what they're doing. It, it sounds really cool. I can't wait, and I haven't watched any of it yet. But I just thought we should mention it on the yeah. show. No, it's worth it. And um, we already did like a few weeks back. I want to say maybe a month ago said that like this was happening, um, and now it really is happening. So we'll we'll get to be able to tune in if we want to to these things, and it sounds like it's it's a a pretty similar level to DGN, maybe a little bit more money. I think like instead of being seventy bucks for the year, it's like a hundred bucks. So I don't know. So it's like seventy bucks. It's like eight thousand ruples. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's yeah. what they use there. No, not ruples. It's euros. Same thing. Yeah, I mean it's like one, of, it's one of the biggest currencies in the whole world. I mean it's like I know it is. You should, you should probably be aware of it. But yeah, I mean just Gel- geldings. No, 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 definitely, definitely not that. Definitely mm. not that. But I mean, I appreciate your commitment to strange currencies. I I mean that was more uh, just a shout out to what Holiday American Summer. To be honest, that oh. part. The first one was just dumb. The second one, at least I like shout out. A oh, it was a D&D joke. I get it now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alexa. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, the MVP open. Right. I love the MVP open. Oh, heck yeah. That's that's that Maple is, Hill. Maple Hill is at this point now that I've played Milo. Maple Hill might be number one. I I think it's. I mean, Yarva's probably number one, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Like Maple Hill's much more doable than than Yarva. Yes, uh, I am for sure. Maple Hill is at the top of my 
need to play courses. Steve Dodge, you want to do an interview where you bring us out to Maple Hill? Because we'll do that. I mean, he did reach out to us to, to talk about his game, the the birdie game. Oh, yeah, we were just busy that week. You know, Maybe we can make up for that by him bringing us out there. <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't right. think that's how it works. But you know, just how this works. Um, no, Maple Hill. We will play Maple Hill at some point for sure. That is going to happen. Uh, it yeah, that is destination course for us. You're so gonna hit a Christmas tree. Yeah, of course I am. My lord, I'm fully prepared to try and like put my foot under like the Christmas tree and, and lean out and not get poked too much and throw out of it and into another one. I'm fine with it. Totally mm-hmm. worth it. Such a rad course. I'll just do my best not to go in the water, which I will do, but I'd rather go Christmas tree than water. Agreed. Agreed. Totally. All right. So are we going to do our picks for, uh, for MVP open? Like, do we need to talk about it at all to just be like, like y'all know Maple Hill, right? Y'all know Maple Hill. Yes, I think. Christmas Tree, Christmas tree Farm, uh, I don't know, 30% of Simon's videos are at Maple Hill. Um, it is rad. It's so cool. Love it. I, I mean, it's it's an amazing course. Um, Have we done picks since, like, I think it just defaults to you? Because I don't even know. I think it does. Before. I think I won the last ones. We I think you won the last few. I All feel right. like I've had winners, but you've had more consistent players. Yeah, I think so. All right, I'm going to be really boring, though. I am, really, too. Really boring. Are you starting FPO or MPO? Uh, let's do FPO first. Uh, in third place, I'm taking Haley King. I'm taking Sarah Hokum. All right. That's a that's a great choice. Uh, in second place, I'm taking Heather Young. I'm taking Katrina Allen. Ooh. I am not taking Katrina Allen at all. And in first place, I'm taking Paige Pierce. As am I. I just, I just don't, I like, I like Katrina. I, I, I believe it kind of, but I just, I don't know. She's ready. I hope so. For MPO. We don't have the same picks. Awesome. Go ahead. For MPO in third place, I'm taking Calvin Heimberg. I was going to take him, but I'll, I'll shift a little bit. I'll take Kevin Jones. I, you know, I picked Kevin Jones a bunch of times this year. And it hasn't paid, but he still played really, really well. He's going to be there for me. Go so ahead. I like the pick. I like it. Uh, in second place, I'm taking Paul McBeth. I'm going to take Heimberg in second place. All right, fine. See how you're going. You're just hedging my picks. See how it goes. Heimberg does well. You picked him higher than me. That's uh, that's fine. That's fine. In first place, I'm taking. One Richard Wysocki. I'm taking Drew Paul Macbeth. <laughs> we picked so we picked the same people. Just like. I got Jones, so it's basically uh, Wysocki versus Jones. Got it. Well, you also our FPO is very different. Yes. So yeah, it'll go true. down to score. That's true. So That's we're true. three and three. Honestly, we only have three similar picks. That's good. Like Rick's it. gonna win it all now that I didn't pick him. Rick is totally gonna win it. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna do stuff. It's gonna be he's great. He's gonna dominate and I'm gonna love it. Because Rick is that, the most well, likable disc golfer. Now, now but is Rick is Rick so no, maybe not. Rick is current not Rick. the most likable disc Let's golfer. Let's go uh the, the most likable disc golfer is James Conrad, and we did not pick him. 
not Simon Lazat? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, sure. That's fine. I mean, they're like right there. But I feel like Rick just had a resurgence of just like likability. Mm. Maybe that's just for me. Yeah. It's, all, it's d- d- definitely just for me. Yeah, probably. I love me some some Rick. You do. You do. You love yourself some dick. Richard. Some Richard. Why are you going to make it weird? Well, I mean, I just. All right. Well, it was time for a world famous interview. Oh, no, that's you. Go for it. <laughs> Uh, Joe, do you want do you want? No, do, I don't. Do you want to do a deer review? Nope, not it. All right, fine. Well, you got no choice because it is time for our. Oh, I want to do it. I just want to our like, disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring them on the course tonight. We have the Nomad by MVP Disc, which is a two-speed four-glide zero-turn one-fade putter sent to us by Adam Bennett. Um, before the ones we ordered, we've had this for like a couple weeks now. I want to say, like Adam Bennett's our insider. He is yeah. the shit. So thank you so once much. again, MP MVP Steve. Uh, give him a raise. He yeah. is awesome. Yeah, uh, agreed. Yeah, like he didn't even tell me. All of a sudden, I got a package from MVP. I was like, "What's this shit?" Yeah. And, it, and it was a Nomad and Envy, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And we're gonna pair that with Coffee Cream Ale by Keto Brewing Company. Sent to us by Brandon Gregerson. Yay, yay. So, 4.7% alcohol. I'm going to crack it open right now. Coffee cream ale. Uh, this sounds like exactly the kind of thing I need right now. If, is there actually coffee in it? I don't think so. Um, but I will say. It tastes like it. It does. Um and I am not usually a coffee beer guy. Um, like if you think of like uh, like black IPAs have like a coffee taste. Granted, I'm someone when I drink caffeine, 90% of the time at this point, it is black coffee. Um, this is actually like really smooth and refreshing. Yeah. Like it's um, not. Can I read the side? Oh, go ahead. Uh, so ketos means thanks in Finnish and is the driving principle behind everything we do here. We are thankful to be able to brew our coffee cream ale using only the finest ingredients, thankful for a generous planet that provides them, and thankful for family and friends to enjoy them with. Pretty good. Our high-efficiency system allows us to brew with less water, producing less waste, and less impactful to show that gratitude, uh, to show that gratitude every day sentence doesn't make sense mm. all right so um i don't know if i read that wrong i am did a, it twice but uh more or less it's yeah that doesn't make sense you're totally right am i wrong to, to show like, that grat to show that like we do that to show oh, that to show gratitude. that yeah, yeah, yeah. gratitude. Every yeah, yeah, day. yeah, oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. It is. It's just yeah. emphasis on the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. No, you're totally right. I read it, and then as I was saying it, yeah, they're showing the gratitude to the show system. That gratitude. Yeah. Every day. The the they're showing gratitude yeah. that to that system. Yeah. That allows me. Anyway. Got it. Um. Yeah. Not not written fantastically, but um, I do like cream ales. Um, one of my like favorite, uh, 
what do you call it like with with music um you're asking me a music question no 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 or with anything like something that you like but you're like uh embarrassed to tell others about um guilty pleasure okay one of my guilty pleasure beers uh that i'm like especially doing this podcast and be like i need six percent or more or i don't give a fuck about it like i want the dirty ipas all day um like summer solstice from anderson valley is like a beer that i fucking love which is like just a straight up like amber cream ale and it tastes like cream soda it's not bad i I love it i love it it's fresh and it's refreshing and this is there too and there's just like a little coffee flavor but it's not overbearing it's not super bitter there's not crazy ibus um you get some coffee flavor but you get that cream uh finish it's it's pretty refreshing and nice yeah uh i'm i'm a big fan of this i i think this even qualifies coarse beer territory because i do i do too because you gotta, like, it's got to be ice cold though yeah i i don't think you have this warm but i mean it it is like it's super smooth it has like a little bit of light like not strong coffee just just like a little bit of coffee in there and like a little bit of malty flavor that that comes in right after that and then the creamy part of it is definitely real i think by whole just, five i don't want it anymore yeah yeah like i think this is a start your round beer like pop a couple on the first like five or six holes and then like move to something else but it's it's clean it's refreshing it's nice like this is like it's it's definitely when um when Brandon was like, y'all want this beer? I was like, of course I do. I was like, oh, shit. I don't know. I'm going to be an asshole because, like, coffee cream. I don't know. Um, and then the 4.7 on top. But this is, like, set to just build you a nice, like, round. Yeah. You're I, not going to be shit-faced. You're going to, like, roll cleanly through. I think the, the best part about it is that normally when we have coffee-flavored uh, beers – they are pretty strong. Um, yeah, they're dirty like, stouts. They, they're dirty stouts. Yep. You know, really high alcohol. Um, you know, really strong. But this is like very, very light. Um, it still gives you that flavor, yet it ha- it's not like overpowering. So you get like a hint of coffee, but you still have a little bit of cream to it, and you get that beer flavor as well. Um, you know, like it. It's it. This is uh. This is more versatile than it than it seems. Uh, I do agree that it needs to be cold, and I think that this might be something that would be pretty amazing, like draft. Oh, you know what this is perfect for? It's perfect like, for. You think about like the Guinness cans with the widget in them. Like, yeah, I think draft is great, but I think if you, uh, this is like such a random reference. If we were camping. And we stayed up late night around a campfire and we wake up and we smell like smoke. Kind of tired, a little hungover. Like, this would be a perfect beer to just crack and be like, oh, let me get my life together. Yep. Which yep. is most days that we go to play disc golf. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, minus the, the campfire and smoke. But anyway, let's get to the disc before. I mean, I think Agreed. we kind of gave it away, yeah. but let's get to the disc. All right. So uh, the the Nomad. 
by MVP, a two-speed, four-glide, zero-turn, one-fade putter. This is James Conrad's signature disc at this point. I'm going to let you start because you know I have a very uh, firm belief of what this disc is. I think you do. I think you do. I've heard it. Um, so, uh, beaded, obviously over mold. This is the Wanderer stamp that is on there that shows like uh, the... I think it's Arches National Park in the background. I'm not totally sure. Um, I don't know. I know it's Utah. It basically looks like the end of a uh, Street Fighter video game. Like when you win with a character, like that's the, the ending scene. Like him walking off into like the world being like, I just did it all. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I won the ultimate tournament. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's... It's a beautiful stamp for one. Uh, oh goodness! M- MVP and their their uh, you know tricolor stamping. I heard they've sold a few discs this year. Just out of control. Did you see that? They they said they they sold more Conrad discs than their entire. I want to say I don't know if it was twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. One or the other. I'll I'll look it up. But um. They sold more Conrad special edition discs than like an entire year's production. Not and they're like struggling to figure out what to do about that. <laughs> I don't know. Figure that's, it out because I will say we would like, love to do a run of gyro. There's just nothing there. And uh, you got to order a lot. And I know you're pinched because you're selling them, them Conrad gyros, but. We might be down. Who know? It's just, I mean, great for them. Like, talk about signing a good player and then reaping the rewards. Like, I, I mean, you could never predict that the best shot we've ever seen in disc golf was going to happen. In sports. Yeah, in sports. You're right. Sorry. My bad. Uh, it was going to happen and then fuel this just, like, incredible demand for this disc, but it even goes, this is the Nomad, not the Envy that he did it with. But what I think this disc is, um, and I, I did uh, throw with Electron Envies, um, and this is not an Envy. This is like a beaded, slightly less stable Envy. And mm. I think Joe's got a better comparison yeah. for it. Yeah, and, and maybe. I, I think he's probably dead on with with it, but it's, it is a stable putter. Yep. It is not going to flip up that much, even on a full power throw. Unless you're James Conrad. Unless you're James Conrad or someone that has, you know, pro power. Um, you can get really nice hyzer shots out of it, and if you throw it flat, it's going to fly flat and then fade out and little baby fade little baby fade not not nothing bad yeah um if you ante it it'll hold it for a little bit but it'll still come out of it so it is a pretty stable putter overall um not as stable as an envy uh different hand feel definitely um this is them trying to give James Conrad 
something similar to what he was using with the um, the the Casey Pro AVRs that he was working with, with the bead and kind of, you know, tall nose and stuff like that. But it's really similar to another disc that I'll let Joe. Yeah, yeah. So, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> It'll never come out to light of day. He's not going to come out and tell us. Maybe he will. He probably won't. No one's going to tell us. Um, I'm hoping I will get a message in Slacker from someone that's like, yep, that's exactly what happened because I'm pretty positive this happened. Um, You're not, by pretty positive, we mean reckless speculation. Oh, yeah, that's what we do. Come on. Everyone knows that. Come on, Um, people. So, as y'all know, as a pilot guy, I love my pilots. Um, Actually, Adam Bennett, same person who sent us this disc, sent me uh like the when they did the prototype eclipse pilots and that is why i fell in love with pilots and i throw pilots now i have a feeling james conrad got to throw some pilots and went that's my shit i love that i I expected very early on when he signed that james conrad was going to be the first to be like, I'm a pilot guy. Like it just felt right. Like for everything he threw and how he threw pilots felt like such a connect for him. And I know people would be like, well, the ohm, the, the MVP ohm is the pilot version in uh gyro. No, the nomad is the gyro pilot. It was, can I get a pilot that's gyro so I can stay MVP and get a signature disc and throw this thing that's amazing? And they were like, yeah, we'll make that happen. And that's what the Nomad is. The Nomad is basically a pilot. Hand me that pilot over there, Joe. I got I got to look at the I got to look at the comparison on, on the nose here. Just so nose keep, very keep, similar. Keep doing Bead, your thing. Very similar. The flight, almost exact. So, um, I throw Eclipse Pilots. The one I have is a little beat up. I threw it alongside the Nomad. The Nomad was a little bit more beefy, but it was a brand new, fresh Nomad. I threw it alongside uh, the, uh, what is this called? Let's see if I can find the plastic. I've got the... the uh, cosmic electron pilots, which if you didn't know, were super duper stiff and actually are like decently beefy. Um, and it was actually kind of in the middle of the electron, the cosmic electron and the, uh, eclipse, but just a nice, very stable. You can put a ton of torque on it and it'll flip up and still go straight and still finish a little bit. Like it's not a turnover, um, Unless you have, you know, pro power. So similar to a pilot. Um, And, you know, for the way it felt in my hand, the way it flew. I mean, I think it maybe looks cooler than some of the pilots I have. But they're very similar in flight. Numbers are very very similar. I think the, the pilot's a 2501. The Nomad's a 2401, but you throw, you know, if if you want to give that gyro, uh, you know, the whole point of the gyro, give it a little, you know, 0.5 or, or one glide because of that outer mold, 
they're they're the same disc, the same flight, um, pretty much the same thing. So, long story short, Conrad wanted to pilot because it's like the greatest putter there is, and uh, they realized he needed MVP because he's sponsored. He needed to sell some discs, and they made it happen for him. The only difference I see on the on the two molds, uh, putting them flat, and and I should say that I I have a very firm one, um, mm-hmm. especially oh firm the disc one. yeah, uh, the disc that is, um, on 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 a table here, and it's a lot less domey than the uh, than the Nomad is yeah, um, but the nose is very similar and the bead is very that similar. Also, is that that cosmic, like that. Um, and the parting line height is dead on. Yep, just absolutely dead on. And uh, yeah, I I saw when we threw them in the field, pretty similar flights. Um, Electron Envies uh, that that I threw with it alongside, um, slightly more stable out of the out of the box. But um, you know, I've known Electron Envies to to beat up fast. Um, so. I could see these nomads breaking in pretty quick, given yeah. that they have that yeah. electron core. Totally, and, and maybe hit a tree, and it's already kind of anyway. But I, um, I could see this being a pretty popular run, um, just in general. It, it's got it's an easy putter to work with on a regular basis, without can, a doubt. You you know, very trustworthy, very uh, very straight. And you don't have to worry about turning it over. It's got a good amount of stability to it. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the other thing that came from our field work, uh, I mean, don't mean to uh, sound alarm, but uh, judges and bullets fly real good, too. Yeah. <laughs> our furthest throws actually were the furthest throw was a judge. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the second furthest throws were were bullets. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but consistency anyway, <laughs> Shh. it's fine. It's, it's fine. okay. <laughs> I had good pilot. But, well, but I like it. I mean, I didn't throw, I did not throw a clips pilot in the field so like, today. You, you throw pilots and I yep. throw bullets and I definitely know that I need to like, whenever I, my bullets, they, they are understable. So like you, you have to be, well, that's aware something that, that came out of our round this weekend, actually, that we didn't talk about in the pre-show. And I'll say right now, there is a decent chance that I will, I may put a, a bullet in my bag. No, that's not allowed. The bullets are mine. You've got like 15 of them. I don't have 15. And I only have two. Your children bag some. I'm going to take one from one no, of your children. No. no. Yes, I can take one from one of your children. No, you can't. They do not need. A- They're mine. Don't you dare try to take my children. No, you can have your children. I'm not sure. I'm not worried about that, but I'll take one of their discs. No. My children are my discs. That's Don't no. you dare take them. I'm going to tell you why you said that. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. To the disc. Um. So similar to a pilot. Uh, rad. Super hard to find them. Obviously, they're super limited. They I'm should be keep, shipping soon. I'm Right. But it's still this pretty uh, 
limited edition this one we fucked up like there's no value in this one other than we love it and it flew great well yeah because we but knew we had the the clean ones i I'm, i mean i already have a pilot so i don't know man i mean these are fun i know but we all i also have pilots like you should you probably bag a pilot honestly you should bag a pilot no what but but i could do nomads instead i already have this one it's fun yeah you have that one we've got like eight Eclipse yeah. pilots that for are for when like, I need like a slightly more stable shot. I just I know. Just I'm just gonna tell you right now, Eclipse pilot has more glide than the snowman. Mm. Truth. I don't think you can prove that. I think I can. I'm proud. Why didn't you I'm, bring I'm your Eclipse pilot to the field? Because you're to like I brought. Pi- I was going to get it, and you're like I brought pilots. So I said okay, and then we threw it. Yeah. I know what my pilots do. Great disc, <laughs> fantastic, uh, beautiful stamp. Super cool. Uh, Adam, thank you so much. Super appreciate uh, you sending it to us. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying pilots. Like, that's my, that's my shit. It does, it does resemble a pilot. Very much so. I, I agree. Um, and I think it's a great disc. And I'm looking forward to seeing all the Nomad throwers. Because yeah. James Conrad deserves that cash. So, go buy some Nomads. Throw them. They're awesome. They're uh, fantastic. You know. No reason at all to uh, throw this out here. Just everyone knows I love them. And, you know, it's been a while since I've thrown them out there. Faze, I hope you got you some Nomads because you'll throw them real well. Uh, the beer. I'll smash this beer on the course. Hell yeah. Like I said, like. This is great. The first, like, four holes, like an ice cold uh, one of these bad boys. And I'm down maybe one or two. Slowly ramp it up. But after, like, four holes, I've I'm I'm. I don't need that coffee cream anymore, but yeah. fantastic. Like it was for sure a beer that I did not expect to like at all. Like he was like, you want to send me this? And I was like, well, or do you want me to send you this? And I was, and I'm like, I'll never say no to someone sending me a beer. No, of course like, that's not. like, that's a stupid thing to say. Like, no, don't give me free alcohol. Like, so I was down and, uh, I was, um, you know, surprised with the quality and, and how much I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. The I, I totally agree on the beer. It's uh it was better than I expected it to be and uh just generally enjoyable. So um I, I'm yeah. I'm all in on the beer. It's a nice clean starter beer. I I don't I don't want to get twisted and be like, it's fucking amazing drinking all the time. It's a great beer, it's a nice beer. Get your first couple holes out the same way you talk about like uh you know, a coffee stout or just like a, it's a breakfast beer. It's not an all day, yeah, disc golf beer. Yeah. As for the disc, um, I like it a lot. Uh, but I currently work with bullets, and I really like the more understable putters. And so, I'm, it's not something I'm going to bag. But um, and I think Joe's going to feel the same way because it's very, very similar to his favorite putter. Well, and for me, I'm like, if, if Robin ever wanted to get a tick up in stability, I'd be like, I have an Eclipse, bullet, or a, an Eclipse pilot for you. Don't, uh, you don't got to jump here. Yeah. I got you covered. Uh, but Nomads, I mean, fun to throw. I, it's it, right. They, they go. If you want to stay gyro, but you really want to pilot. Or or if if uh, the the NVs are just a little too overstable oh, for yeah, you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that's, that's another. Uh, or... 
on top of that, like good chance they're producing more of these nomads coming up, I would assume. I and would hope that so. like finding electron envies has been difficult for you. And maybe you want to try something that's like a tick less stable than those. Uh, uh give it a whirl. Yeah. I think it I yeah. think it's good times. Yeah. All right, Joe. So we are uh we are two of four, right? We're both out on the disc. Yeah. And uh and and down for the beer. What's our review? Uh this is Katrina Allen being able to continue her C1X pudding. <laughs> Coin flip. Coin flip, for sure. <laughs> I really hope uh Tails never fails and she gets it and rolls after it, but it's you know I it's been too large of a sample size to say anything otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got for you in this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. Be sure to check out our website, throwstuffstuff.com. We got a list of all our deer reviews. There's some discs on there, other stuff. Check it out. We really appreciate it. There's also a link on there to join our Slack group, the best disc golf community in the entire world. Hit that join Slack link. Join us in the best disc golf community ever so uh check it out there's all kinds of fun stuff going on there and lastly review us on itunes throw it down five stars tell us how much you love the disc golf podcast or or just like or explain to us why you don't want joe to ever hit at nice yeah that's true that'd be a great thing to do because you know if joe hits the ace podcast is over i mean i can't see why we need to continue the show so um you could you could you could get after that in a review and explain why joe needs to you know like cool it and and not try to hit aces so that the show can continue i'm working hard at not doing it yeah yeah in the meantime get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff this is a song for the aceless but those with aces listen closely you don't always have to huck it hard in fact sometimes that's not right to do sometimes you got to lay it up and fucking not run an ace or two sometimes you got to ease if you want to put the d's and the b's Sometimes you got to say, hey, I'm gonna throw it softly. I'm gonna hug it gently. I'm gonna flick it smoothly. I'm gonna toss it so sweetly. And then you say, hey, I hit some metal. And then you say, wait a minute, Robin. I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass But I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA So let's go to the bar And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly then I'll fucking hook it softly And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly But then 
I'm gonna hug you.